Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the crossword for the week of August 14th, 2017. This is episode 331. This week on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about Diamond Select Toys, the real Ghostbusters DVDs that were just announced. Uh, we got a great voicemail from a reader. We're going to talk about the Void Virtual Reality. It's a pretty packed episode with a lot of conversation, plus... We have news on that t-shirt. It's it's coming. We swear it's coming. Still playing with toys.net presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So news, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. You do the episode. I'm going to look through my my uh, Fright Flicks cards that arrived in the mail today. Ooh. I saw my you got food. a lot of mail. You, got, you got, got like stuff. You got the Zenner cards. You got some, was it from the Circle City Ghostbusters? Looks like you got some mail from them or Massachusetts. It was from the... Right here. <laughs> Jacob, Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. Hey, Jacob. All right. Sent me we when uh, for Canada Day we had the the Maple Leaf stickers. Right. And yeah. he's like, I would like one. And I said, I have some. And we traded. Um, he sent me um, so he sent me a bunch of their uh, team logo stickers and uh, uh, one of their business cards. And he sketched uh, Stay Puft versus Rowan on the back. Uh, uh, which was all fantastic, but the highlight was he had a uh, no boogeyman, like a boogeyman busters logo sticker. Nice. So that lives that lives on my laptop now. So I got that uh, a Novos. Uh, <laughs> I'm opening it up, and one of uh, one of my coworkers, one of my artists, is like he's chuckling to himself, and I'm like, here, pick a card, any card, and he pulls one out, and I said, so look at it, don't show me what it is. And then hold it up, and he holds it up, and he's got it. Basically, he's got it cupped with his hand around it. I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> Could you move your hand away from the back? <laughs> I don't need you to, but if you wouldn't, but like, there's the, a trick, the little, so you can tell. yeah, the little marker notch thing that's yeah, yeah the, little, the yeah. secret. Let's call it the secret. Yeah, to the back of the the, the cards. Um, they're they're pretty cool. I mean, yeah, they're a standard size. They basically found a place that makes. Uh, custom uh, playing cards and had them printed up uh, I really liked the uh, the television station packaging they put around it for like the I said, world of the psychic. completely non-canonical yeah. but it's uh, it's pretty cool yeah if you cool. want if you want if you want a good set uh, that's more typical like I said you can hit GB fans because they have the, the, the larger size right with the, the bicycle card-esque blue hatched backing and all but it was it was neat there was that what else Let's see, I got home. I hope... Uh, oh, boy, I had a whole bunch of stuff. Actually. Not all of the Ghostbusters, either, uh, but... Uh, I... Uh, yeah, but one of the things was I bought myself a, a complete set of the Fright Tops uh, cards, Fright Flicks cards. It was the trading card set from the 80s where it was all the 80s horror movies. Uh, that they about did the, at the same time. time as Ghostbusters 2, right? Prior, because Prior it didn't have two. Ghostbusters okay. 2. It was somewhere, somewhere between the first movie and Ghostbusters 2, because uh, they didn't do cards for the first movie, which they should have. Right. Um, and still could. And still could. Um, and then, well, not after Cryptozoic. Well, Cryptozoic was kind of a specialty story, and you really had to go for it. Bring back the wax packs. Yeah. Oh, God. Wax pack. Uh, but anyways, it's it's just all like uh, let's see, Fright Night. Uh, one of the oh my god, that's Dawn of the Dead, I think. No, Day of the Dead. Just uh, the fly is in there. Nice. All these, yeah. That so makes those sense. Arrived. I'm enjoying those. Yeah. Uh, hearing you talk about Jacob reminded me uh, he actually reached out to us. The Circle City guys are going to be doing an event. I, I might as well plug it now since we were talking about them. Uh, Circle let's see. City is in the the Burning Man, or Indiana, or is Indianapolis called Circle City as well? That's uh, that is Indianapolis, yeah. Circle okay. City, Indianapolis. They they're the ones that have a lot of cool 
uh, like the Commodore 64 map uh, stuff they're, they're working on. But anyway, so um, so they have a few events coming up actually in September, so we're giving you a lot of advance notice in uh, Days of the Dead in Louisville, Kentucky, September 1st through the 3rd with the Louisville Ghostbusters um, and some of the members of Circle City. Uh, but then they really wanted us to get the word out about Horror Hound in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. They're teaming up with the real Ohio Ghostbusters to raise money for the Shriners Hospitals for Children. That's uh, horrorhoundweekend.com. Uh, check that out. And uh, that's coming up also the first week in September. So plenty of notice there from the Circle City Ghostbusters. But uh, I'm glad glad that you mentioned that because it totally reminded me that they asked us to there give them go. a shout out. So there, uh, there you go, guys. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Bill Murray's in the news before we get into the <laughs> Ghostbusters news. And he's, he's shown yeah. a little sensitivity. Um, well, reportedly. Oh, reportedly showing some sensitivity. Now, but so uh, Groundhog Day, the musical, it's uh, off Broadway. I don't think it's actually on Broadway at the moment, but uh, adaptation going over Gangbusters, uh, musical version of the Groundhog Day film. Uh, Bill Murray went to go see it himself and reportedly was moved to tears by what he saw. He loved it so much that uh, he welled up and got a little emotional from it. Now, you say reportedly, but I will say I think it's very telling that he went back the very next day to see it again. So yes, there's, I agree. Uh, there's a good indication that maybe it was really emotional and he liked it a whole lot that he I don't, went back yeah, to see I, it a second time. I don't mean to discount that he, he liked it or was moved by it. I'm always a little leery when they say, and he was moved to tears. And I was like, well, how? who's reporting this? How close did you get, honestly? Was he... Teary, was he bawling? What are we talking yeah, about? Like, I, just, he, I don't, I don't, I don't trust when people kind of put their own. Maybe he had a little bit of a sniffle, and the, there was just some tears knows? in there, a little bloodshot eyes, a little visine. Yeah, knows? but that said, you know, a lot of water, water under the bridge between him and Harold. You know, a friend uh, and temporary estranged friend, and then back to being friend, and now a lost friend sort of thing. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a I, lot. I would there. wager that's probably a good chunk of it too. Was yeah. Reminders of, of other times with a friend who's now gone, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, it, it reminds me of, you remember when he did the Scream Awards in the, the Ghostbusters in the jumpsuit you wearing Sean Bishop's proton pack? Um, <laughs> no, I don't remember this at all. Or the furor it started. <laughs> right. Well, I have no recollection whatsoever. Exactly. <laughs> uh, please don't read into this. I didn't have anything that was clean, I think was his, his line. But... Um, but he, he, uh, he got really emotional there too, because, you know, he, it was like, this one goes out to all my friends who I've lost John Candy, Chris Farley. Like he, he sort of went into, into that sort of, you know, uh, yeah. he's, he's one of the last ones standing, which, um, is, is kind of sad actually. So, I mean, I, I wonder if that's part of why he got really emotional at Groundhog Day. Yeah, I, like I said, I think so. Um, yeah. And he always kind of, uh, he has a real thing for Groundhog Day, like in terms of the movies he's made. It ranks up there quite highly uh, yeah. with them, even though it it did, it was, you know, a hard one to do. A little tumultuous between, yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, and I think in a lot of ways he was always happier that people, you know, kind of remember. I mean, that's it sounds like it's he's changed to his tune a little bit, but he was always more open to people going, hey, Groundhog Day, then hey, Ghostbusters, um, <laughs> for whatever reason. Hey, Ghostbusters punch in the face. <laughs> like. And and I and actually all that. And I think all, people could feel fairly emotional, even if it was just, uh, you know, something you did has you know landed on you know the the new york stage sort of thing that right. doesn't happen for too many things. Well, that's true so. watching it sort of being represented uh possibly for a new generation and a new format and yeah that's yeah. that's a good point too so uh very, now very that's, cool that, that said i want to see this I, well that's uh, what i was i want to see it and i've wanted to see it um because i i, I had heard glowing praise for it pr uh, previous to bill murray's endorsement here but uh and the music if you go to their website the music's actually really catchy for the the musical as well so um there you go. but uh this ghosted thing that 
is a total nun. It's another one of those like, hey, we can totally get clicks and people angry just by mentioning Ghostbusters in our headline. It's driving me crazy. The the whole like, look, we can start an online debate just by dropping yeah. GBs in our and, uh, headline. Exactly. And it works because people are like, what do you think about this? I think somebody, you know, what's with the... Um, uh, who sent it? Was it Stingray? Our pal Stingray. I think it was that the, the, the man with the man with the amusement park plan. Uh, Stingray, <laughs> quite literally, yeah, <laughs> quite literally. He he forwarded along. He's like, "What's with the Ghostbuster hate?" And I was like, "I got to see this." And I'm like, I didn't see it. What I saw was a mix of, well, you know, we're capable human beings that have done something else, so it's not really Ghostbusters. But on the other hand, yeah, we love Ghostbusters too. So it's. <laughs> And it just turned into one of these things where they push back, and I was like, uh, "It wasn't no, push back, yeah, really." Just... It's so if you don't know what we're talking about, the the TV show that just started on Fox, I believe, called Ghosted, or is, is about to start, maybe in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just sort of a parody, I think, much in the way that Seth MacFarlane's The Orville's is kind of a parody of uh, Star Trek, but it looks more like X Files to me. It doesn't. It I. People have drawn comparisons to Ghostbusters. Oh, it looks like Ghostbusters if it was, you know, a half-hour comedy on TV. Uh, Yeah. But it looks more sort of X-Files, that that sort of vein. X-Files meets, uh, what was the, Taps or whatever, the, you know, the Ghost Hunters shows. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the Ghost, oh, shoot, what was it? Let's put it this way. This TV show is closer to the... um, Oh, what's his name from Napoleon? John Hader. The John Hader film, what was it, Ghost Team? Oh, oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, which was exactly the yeah. same thing. It was a movie about people who wanted to be ghost hunters. So I don't, again, they phrase the headline as they the, what they push back. And I'm like, I see it less as push back and more as a, uh, a respectful standing their ground where they sure. go, well, no, it's not. It's not Ghostbusters, the weekly TV show, because it's it, the only the only common thread, ghosts. ghosts that's it, <laughs> and a couple of guys that see them. Uh, yeah, it's the, or or how the Frighteners always drew, yeah, comparisons to Ghostbusters, and oh, it's not really Ghostbusters, but okay, but um, so yeah, so so at any rate, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I want to see it. Uh, yeah, but there's just it's the outrage du jour. Like, hey, we mentioned Ghostbusters and. Yeah. Let's see what kind of a rise we can get out of people. So I, I read yeah. it, and they they literally it was it was it was perfectly it was perfectly fine on their part. They basically said, "Well," and and to be honest, it's not even a pushback because if you're making a show that's about normal people who don't have equipment and are not busting ghosts, rather they're just sort of investigating and hunting them and all that. And you let the world go, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, and then your show errors, and the world goes, this is not Ghostbusters at all. <laughs> you you may have let the people run away with Led your, them astray, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, it's it's fair enough. They basically said, no, that's, that's not what we're doing. Uh, it's different. And then they said, we did, however, draw a lot of, it was the magic words, we drew a lot of inspiration from Ghostbusters to find that balance between horror yeah, and, comedy. and comedy and i'm like yeah done they 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 caught they said it all right they were like yes we are influenced by ghostbusters no not in the way you think yeah uh, the exactly. end product will you will not see it uh, the way you think in the final product please do not report that <laughs> to which they to, <laughs> to which, which they reported it to which it's ign and <laughs> as an ex-writer for ign <sighs> i'm disappointed <laughs> I IGN. thought you were going to leave it just at the sigh. I should have. I really should. You know what? Cut. Edit that. Troy, edit that out. It would have been better. As a uh, former writer for IGN. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. IGN was, I loved when I was at IGN, and then it kind of had a tonal shift that was way more, uh, oh boy, how do I, it was okay. It was just kind of, there. The it was a demographic targeting shift to a younger crowd, which was fine. And then lately it's just kind of, it. well, obviously as evidenced by this, it fell in with everything else. And don't, I don't mean to pick on IGN. My, my, my own beloved CBC does the same stupid yeah, thing. Yeah. These 
dumb headline click things. And I was like, you know what? People used to be able to write a headline that contained enough of what the story was about so that people went, oh, I should read more. And then when they read it, they didn't go, what were you talking about in the headline? This is nothing like that. (laughs) Uh, Modern journalism, modern... In what is it? Alternative facts. Fake news. Fake Fake news. news. And it's not fake news so much as bad headlines. It's real news. Bad Bad. headlines. Yeah. Bad headlines. But uh, so at any rate, so uh, Ghosted uh, coming soon has nothing to do with Ghostbusters, but that's why we're talking about it. Um, But I want to check it out. And actually, this just highlights how crazy this fall is going to be. So Ghosted, The Return of Stranger Things. Yep. Uh, the return of um, Stan versus Evil. Yep. Um, all all in the Halloween season. Like, and there's got to be more. Ash versus like, Evil is, Dead. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead will be back. Um, the Ghostbusters Ectomobile Manual from Inside Editions. What's this um, now? I haven't. I've heard nothing about this. <laughs> shameless. What have you heard? Totally you shameless. Heard? I've heard good things. <laughs> I've heard really good things. Uh, oh, actually. Um, some of the teams, uh, this is a smaller side, uh, Spirit Halloween, we haven't heard from you about the pop-up Ghostbusters stars. We're still waiting for a call. Yeah. Uh, but some of the teams got themselves a look at the Proton Pack and the uh, the Flying Slimers. And, uh, and I saw Jason at Ghostbusters News got uh, his pack as well. I think he's going to do a oh, video did review. It's probably, probably out as you listen to this now. Now, uh, Chris and I didn't get one, but that's okay. We're, yeah, we don't count. <sighs> we don't count. Apparently, we don't count. <laughs> that's all right no good good for you jason uh but yeah uh so they're they're shipping sounds like some of them are shipping or at least to a select few they're shipping uh yeah some people got some notes it remember it sold out so quickly some people were getting notes that they wouldn't see theirs till september uh, okay well they probably uh, yeah they, they back ordered a few of them or whatever and, yeah some people were getting really mad at that and i don't I don't know when they got their order in, but I suspect that part of it might be that that first batch went fast. Um, maybe there's some gray overlap in that, you know, they took a, whatever, a thousand orders, but only had, you know, 950 or right, 900 or whatever. Right. But yeah, that they didn't, they did start taking orders again. So uh, I find that heartening. People are upset that I have to wait till September 15th. I'm like, well, that's a good sign that they have made steps they've taken steps to make sure that they'll fulfill all the online orders and then still have enough to throw into the stores for because they got to be in stores for boy september 15th is already kind of two weeks late because they pop up beginning of september don't they they're up for two months i mean they're the one that's right down the street from us is already the signage is up the they're they're packing stuff in there now but uh and and i understand you know a lot of people and and rightly (laughs) so because last week let me just let me just gently stop you there hold that thought it's it's it it's what you say is true and they're packing in time is short spirit of halloween to contact (laughs) Troy and myself about for these Ghostbuster pop-up stores. For us to design your things for you. <laughs> Please Sorry. let us help you. Anyway. Sorry, um, I interrupted. Please continue. No, no, it's okay. I, I was just saying, you know, last week we were talking about how uh, if you don't like where the speaker hole is, uh, fill it in and, and it. sand it out. Uh, and, and to which people responded, I'm not getting it until September 15th or whatever it is now. Am I going to have time? Well, I, I understand now, but... Uh, we keep yeah. keeping things in perspective. This is an item that we did not know existed until July, whatever it was, fifteenth, uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, and 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 they did the pre-orders that same day. They sold out uh, because I'm sure that they yeah. were not expecting the demand to be as high as they were. They're they're doing pretty good here, considering. This yep, is not an iPhone it. launch. This is a, uh, a a costume proton pack from a pop-up store. So, uh, you know, uh, have patience with them. It sounds like everybody's orders are going to be fulfilled and uh, some of the stores are going to be getting them. So, yeah, I'm excited. I still want one. I'm going to buy one as soon yeah. as I can find one. But, uh, <laughs> all right. So, we, we have already sort of inadvertently started the Ghostbusters news. Let's just oh, keep it I'm rolling. Sorry. Let's keep going. Let's just okay. let's let this ride. Let's just go. You didn't you didn't, you didn't want to do your little musical lead in? I, uh, that's fine. It, All right, we can just chalk it up to me forgetting to push the button here on the console. But um, <laughs> so so uh, let's talk about. So the other thing that we talked about last week, uh, while we're in retrospective mode uh, with Spirit of Halloween, uh, we talked about how Egon Spangler was one of the most defined characters in the original Ghostbusters. 
That's right. To which uh, Total Film slash SFX Magazine decided to betray us and say, oh, 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 no, no, no. It was not Egon Spengler. It was actually Peter Venkman, who was the uh, number 28 out of 100 greatest sci-fi characters of all time. Yeah. Um, it, interesting. I mean, Peter, I guess Peter is the favorite. He's the the Michelangelo of the Ninja Turtles that everybody uh, gravitates toward. Uh, the, yeah, see, the ladies it, it love him, the guys want to be him kind of thing. Yeah. It depends on how you, you what what metrics they're using to say greatest character, because certainly Peter Venkman is the one that resonates, you know, throughout popular culture. Well, they all do to a degree, but yeah, I mean, Bill Murray was the biggest star in that movie. Bill Murray got some of the most quotable lines, uh, all that sort of thing. If, however, it's slightly more academic. Like as in a truly great character, which is what you and I were talking about. Out of the entire group, and it's a great group. We we've seen the other three all over the place. Egon was a standout as, you know, nothing quite like him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In terms of, and actually, so, I after we finished that episode, I started thinking about. It. I think they're, and they came after too. Like, I an argument could be made that Egon kind of opened a bit of a door. Like, uh, weird science? No, not weird science. Weird science. Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, 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 sorry, now I got uh, Danny Elfman stuck in my head. Uh, no, um, Val Kilmer. Um, oh, real genius, real genius, real genius. Yeah. So remember, is it Winslow? Yeah. <laughs> the guy that lives in the closet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, super brilliant, eccentric that doesn't quite emotionally operate the same as other human beings. But again, he came in the wake of Egon and isn't quite the same, you know, not a full on scientist either, but that's, it's a very short list. Like it's very hard to find not a crazy raving mad scientist, not a, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I stand I stand by our discussion that Egon is the greatest character. So. And and I mean the most original, I guess, would be like Peter yes. Peter is he's smart ass Bill Murray, you know, and uh you know, Harold Ramis was playing more of a character than than Bill Murray was probably playing with Peter yeah. Venkman. So Yeah, he, he create definitely created a new character. He's he's uh, Peter Venkman is John Winger from Stripes, just with uh, you know scientist friends, basically. Um, yeah, and and Ray Stance is is Dan Aykroyd. Like, <laughs> let's, yes, and, exactly. And and that's not a bad thing, and that's not to disparage those characters, but um, you know, and uh, Ernie Hudson is fantastic as the let's get somebody that. Uh, you know, is 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 more like the audience, right? Like, yeah. well, and, <laughs> and reflective of how Ernie, like, look at Ernie's work ethic too. Like, it totally yep. reflective of if there's a steady paycheck in it. You know, I've, you guys, uh, yeah. what are you what are you working on? All right, sure, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. You know, he, he was he was the the perfect uh, leveler for that group, uh, but he filled a role that we've seen in a lot of other teams. There is that grounding character. Like I said, Egon is, and let's be honest, as time has gone on, Egon has only strengthened. Like Ray kind of seems weirder or slightly more unhinged depending on where the barom- the pop culture barometer is sitting in terms of the paranormal at any given time. Yeah. Um, you know, as time has gone on, Winston's character, it has to be said, through no fault of Ernie Hudson or Winston, it's pointed out you know, not, not a lot is, is there for him, right? He is kind of yeah. dropped in as this fourth Fell man. Into a, and, a, a bad trope, a bad stereotype. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't even know if it's a bad stereotype, just a lazy, uh, a lazy filler position sort of thing. Uh, or, or, you know, the, the, the guy who, the, the junior partner who stepped in and as you know, has been well cataloged, lost some stuff to the, the bigger names there sort of thing. Yeah. And of them all, Peter Venkman has not aged well. There are some serious <laughs> questions that are like the, the, the 80s, certain things that were regarded as okay and funny in the 80s have not transposed forward yeah, very not well. aged well. And by admission of, of people like Harold Ramis himself saying like, yeah, this guy's kind of a creep, you know. Kind but of a creep. Of the Egon. time, there was that sort of super machismo, super ego yeah. male. Yeah. 
But Egon, of them all, timeless. Timeless. That character yeah. works as evidenced in, you know, like uh, in IDW, they punched up Winston a lot more. Like to, uh, Ray seems a little bit more level-headed, less... The enthusiasm is there. The wackiness is dialed down. Uh, Peter has been kind of, you know, uh, buffed up a bit. Egon in IDW, rock solid. Like, oh, that is Egon yeah, from the movie. dead on. Yeah. That character did not need to be tweaked at all. Well, and, um, and was consistent if you look through, I mean, besides, you know, f- physical appearances, like in real Ghostbusters, he changed. But he's still, he's the same character, even though he's being portrayed by Maurice LaMarche. Uh, yeah. That's... Egon is the same. Uh, That's the so. cartoon version of him, and it's still Egon. It's like still you can, him. <laughs> like, like, it's insane. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Actually, I was watching, small aside, I was watching uh, some real Ghostbusters uh, uh, that Thomas wanted to watch, and we watched, I think we watched the first one. And uh, I'm watching that, and I didn't realize how skimpy the sound effects are. Oh, on Ghost R Us? Yeah, on Ghosts are on all of them. The entire series, I'm yeah. pretty sure this the sound effects are kept. I mean, it's like cartoons of the time. There wasn't. It's not like full There's on full environments and, and a lot yeah, of st- stuff yeah. that could have had a noise did and all that. I think I think I may have found my retirement hobby. I think I think when <laughs> when I when I hit the old age home. You're gonna uh, resound design real Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do my own sound pass on top of the originals there. Just, just for the obvious stuff. Uh, anyways, um, neither we'll here st- nor there. Oh, that, and I will recolor Egon's hair back to black. There you go. Oh, okay. There, there you done. go. <laughs> yeah, the 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 design and hair was fine, but the hair color change. Come on, guys. No. Come on. Uh, hey, speaking of real Ghostbusters, there's a new DVD box set coming out, but it's not new. It's just a package of the old stuff. Uh, well, it is. It's all old stuff. It's real Ghostbusters. It came out in '86. But uh, so, did you see volumes one through ten are being released in October by Sony Pictures Home Entertainment? These are the same ten volumes that came out. Um, it was like July of last year. I want to say it was. It was about this time uh, last yeah, year, about in that the time. summertime. Um, so, but it, it's not the complete series. Uh, it's sort of a select whatever we decided it was. One hundred and episodes uh just just yeah. shy of the full series um so i mean again uh this is not as complete not as uh definitive as the time life set that came out several years ago now at this point but a, a good jumping on point if you haven't purchased the dvds if you haven't purchased the digital release uh if you're looking for a, a halloween present for a friend uh it seems like that's that's what this is it's trying to cash in on the on the Halloween uh, holiday spirit uh, is is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, well, real Ghostbusters more than the movies themselves kind of have to be reissued every once in a while. Yeah. Then, yeah. You're now, targeting you're targeting what eight to 10, 11 year old sort of thing. Maybe a little younger. I don't know. Seven to eleven. There. That very alliterative. Seven to eleven. Yeah. Um, so every few, uh, you know, every few years or whatever, the products there don't change it, repackage, put it back out, just try to catch that little bit extra wave. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. It's you put it on the end cap uh, at Target and Walmart during Halloween in the ho- yeah. the in the seasonal section, and you know it, it sells a few more units. Now, I mean, uh, the fans, all of the people that are listening to a a Ghostbusters uh, themed podcast once a week uh everybody's like really <laughs> the same thing again but yeah. you know uh, how many how many versions of star wars came out over the years uh f- 500 vhs tapes 500 dvds you know the yeah the the iterations of these types of things that's just kind of what happens um but one of the interesting on the ghostbusters hq facebook page Somebody pointed out, well, why is it not Blu-ray yet? I don't understand. Like, uh, Blu-ray, they could fit more episodes on. They could do an upscale on it. Uh, and, you know, they, they could sell it to me. It would be an HD uh, transfer. Well, and it has, as Bobby's Toy Chest is really drawing this out, by the way, uh, yeah. with their 16-millimeter <laughs> film that we talked about. We still don't know what's on that film yet as of recording here. But, um, but... 
it's indicative of, you know, I think it was Andy Mangles on the, the real Ghostbusters time life set said one of the biggest challenges of putting this box set together was finding the actual episodes because the, the masters do not exist. The original film does not exist. The, um, the, what they ended up using were these broadcast, like three quarter inch tapes from networks and from the, the stations that were, uh, broadcasting the show. So yep. they're in bad shape. They've been played several times and then they've sat on a shelf for 20 years. Um, and, and that's, that's the source masters that you would be scanning a high def signal from, uh, that you would want yeah. 1920 by 1080, uh, so no. you could see every flaw, every scratch, every piece of dust. Um, it's, it's tough because without those original film masters for them to go back and rescan and restore and, and clean it up and, yeah. you know, you're, you're kind of, you're polishing somebody's VHS tape. Essentially. It's just not worth it. So that's, it that's just, why you haven't seen it yeah. on Blu-ray. It's not worth the effort. It actually, and it would come out and people would complain like, no, oh, this looks like crap. It was like, well, it looks like crap. Expect? Yeah. Now, if Bobby's uh, toy chest happens to have more of these 16 millimeter film cans around uh-huh. and they tell us what's on them. Yeah. There's, there's two, there's two, yeah. there's two instances by which they will finally put it out on Blu-ray. One is we will get another five years down the line. Blu-ray machines will drop in price a little bit more because right now, I mean, most kids are probably watching stuff digitally. So if you've got a physical system for your kids in the house, it's probably a thirty buck DVD player. Yeah. So sell the DVDs to you know the the whatever you know the demographic has in terms of a thing. Um, but the Blu-ray players will drop in price because you have to. God, I picked up a cheap one that was a shelf unit. It's still sixty bucks. Like that's not. I mean, that's yeah, that's I still mean, pretty Blu- cheap. Blu-ray players are getting getting pretty cheap. Yeah, they're getting there, but that that that's either what will happen. They'll reach the point where they go fine. Just jam it all onto two Blu-ray discs and charge them X amount. Uh, and at that point, they don't care. Like it's literally just about the simplicity of it's it's a it's a production cost at that point. It, it right, costs right. It's cheaper now to jam them onto a Blu-ray. People will complain. We don't care. There we go. Twenty bucks. Shut up. Blu-ray done. <laughs> uh, or yeah, maybe if. Uh, if real Ghostbusters pulls a Doctor Who there and somebody finds another one of these 16 millimeter prints on a shelf somewhere and it would not be the whole series but I think that would be a good enough excuse to do a Blu-ray in that you would go fine here's all of them at the best we could do 720p you know archived onto a disc yeah, here's, and this, here's the 10 or 12 that we were able to find yes. on an actual print of film in decent and, shape that and we could yes, restore and it here's, yeah. and here's a disc where we will put on yes exactly these these better versions the I don't even think 12 I think maybe if we're I think at this point we'd be lucky if we'd find one but it's the excuse then to maybe find that Japanese uh, show where they interviewed like the making a, a Slimer what was it Slimer uh, Slimer it? doesn't do that. Slimer wouldn't go there. I can't. Slimer wouldn't go there. It? Yeah. Slimer. Slimer wouldn't do that. I think Slimer that's what it's called. Slimer absolutely wouldn't. Yes, exactly. So, uh, and I think that was done because of, was it Japanese or was it Korean? I can't remember. I think it was Japanese because Korean animation market hadn't quite opened up. But uh, in Japan, they had helped out with the Deke production and all that. So I believe it was done as a television feature there. Just to look at, look, the you know, Japanese animators are making yeah. this. And again, remember, Ghostbusters, we've talked about this before. Ghostbusters has a, a real special place in Japan. Uh, like, they, they've embraced that movie more than you would expect. Uh, so the cartoon, obviously, probably had a pretty pretty uh, pretty sweet spot over there. And that it was, you know, parts of it were being produced locally. Great. Uh, so things like that, if you could put on a few extras also then uh you know maybe a little slightly better resolution version of the documentaries that went out on the time life or something who knows right but yeah that's the circumstances by which we'll get it on blu-ray is they think they have something that's worth the you know little extra production effort to put something unique together and then charge you rather than the as you say the point of purchase impulse buy prices they can say 40 bucks please and we all yeah, go a little yes! premium premium price well, or uh, again, knowing that 2019 is going to be a big year with the animated feature and that, yeah, that's that true. to me seems like a good, like, 
hey, let's release that. That's a great excuse for Extreme Ghostbusters, which was the other comment that I saw pop up a bunch. Like, why still no Extreme Ghostbusters? Well, I have a feeling if they're going to do it, they're going to tie it in with something like the animated movie, like Ecto Force, like uh, Anniversary or, you know, something like that. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it's I, there's a good chance. Look how long real Ghostbusters was not available on any format, you know, I remember yeah. uh, tape trading and then on eBay buying a spindle of discs that had all the uh, episodes on them. So, you know, they're, we're, we're still working through it. And uh, emotionally, emotionally, yeah, physically, emotionally. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, so again, uh, if you don't own them, this is a great opportunity for you to do so. If you're, if you're, again, if you are a fan listening to this and you don't own the Time Life set, that's what I would steer you towards because i think that's where you're yeah. gonna be the happiest spending your money but um check check that out uh diamond select we got a little bit of a follow-up from them uh, as to last week we were speculating they confirmed that they've got real ghostbusters six inch action figures on the way um we now know how the uh, series will be broken up over the real ghostbusters and ghostbusters 2 figures we don't know what the real ghostbusters figures are but what we do know is uh, series six, which is going to be coming out in 2018, is going to start with Ray, Jumpsuit Lewis, and Vigo. And so I'm guessing Ray is just the one that he's in the charcoal, uh, like Ghostbusters 2 variant suit. Right. Uh, then series seven is Peter, Slime Blower Winston, and Janosch. Again, Peter probably in that, that dark suit. Uh, series eight, Egon, Winston, and Slime Blower Ray. So you're going to be able to get Ray and Winston both with and without the Slime Blowers. That's cool. Um, and then they also said that Janosch will not be a Toys R Us figure. So kind of going back to what we were talking about last week uh, in terms of which of these figures are a little too obscure for the the bigger uh, consumer audience. Uh, yeah. It seems like Janosch is one of those where they're not going to put him on the pegs at Toys R Us. And it makes sense because I've, I've actually seen a lot of, and I, it's sad to say, a lot of Winston, uh, Peck, and Janine peg warmers at Toys R Us, uh, which, uh, and, oh, and Gozer. There was a Gozer, uh, uh, like a whole uh, like peg filled with Gozer figures uh, at our Toys R Us. So, um, so I think, I think they're still yeah. getting a feel for what people want to buy. Obviously they want to buy the four main guys. Um, they're banking on you wanting variants, uh, which could open a can of worms with the, uh, Mattel conversation again. But, uh, you know, it's yeah. at, at least you are getting something, you're getting in with the slime blower, you're getting in with the alternate, uh, jumpsuits, that kind of thing. Um, but so, so that's how those lines will be broken up. And then uh, six real Ghostbusters figures are not defined, but that's what's going to create that firehouse uh, diorama. So, um, yeah, I, I, very cool. I, I want that firehouse. I don't know that I want all of those <laughs> figures, but I want that firehouse. I well, I do it. you're going to drop a pretty penny I'm on getting the firehouse, aren't going you? going to, and then it's all going straight into a storage locker because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have space. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, uh, diamond select, we'll have more information on those, but those are coming in 2018. Uh, another ghostbusters two. just kind of a quick anecdote here. There was a, a great, uh, interview that you found Chris, uh, with Debbie Evans, who was a stunt woman on ghostbusters two. Yeah. Um, and it's ghostbusters two is just kind of a, I think the interviewer has a very soft spot as you should for ghostbusters. So they brought it up and she just did mention that she was the, yeah. She's the double in the courtroom for, um, oh shoot, what's her name? Uh, oh, the actress that passed away shortly after Ghostbusters 2. She she gets picked up by her ankles and the Scolari brothers uh, carry her out of the courtroom. Shoot, I can't yeah, believe I'm the city her name right uh, now. prosecutor. I can't remember the actress's name. Yeah, either. but um, so yeah, so she doubled for, uh, for her. My God, I can't believe I can't remember her name. Uh, but anyway, so Bill Murray went up to her and had a joke uh, while she was hanging, you know, from the wire that was carrying her for the special effects. And he said, uh, hey, you hang here often? <laughs> Again, <laughs> Bill Murray could sell that. I can't. But um, Ooh, Bill yeah. Murray. So uh, <laughs> Corny. But that's actually the only Ghostbusters anecdote that's in there. It's it's a very it's a very fast and furious yeah. uh, centric interview because that's primarily what she's been doing for the last like six movies i think they said she's been on the last six of them so it's um, it's more it's more notable in that 
we haven't really seen or heard her prior to now. So it's, right. it's nice to go, yeah. hey, somebody that worked on that thing we like. Another one of those I was there too kind of instances. So Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so check that out. That's on the Iris, and her name is Debbie Evans. She's the Ghostbusters 2 stunt double. Um, well, oh, hey, we've got a, we got a, a fun voicemail here. Let's, let's play that. Hey, this is Ken Spector from New York City. I wanted to talk about the Ghostbusters versus the Ghostbusters ATC idea of wrangling ghosts because it was just said in issue 101, uh, number four of 101, that they said, oh, you can't, you know, just dispel the ghosts. You can't just make them disappear because then their energy comes back. As we know from so many past issues of Ghostbusters from IDW, and that fact from the movie has always, from the new ATC movie, has disturbed me so much over the last year. Because, like, from the 2009 video game, which I still think is the best piece of anything that Ghostbusters has ever made, uh, besides maybe the virtual reality experience in New York City, is that wrangling, like, to catch a ghost, you, it's like catching a fish or wrangling a, an animal, like a bull. And then in the ATC, it's like, oh, you just punch them, they're gone. You touch it with some sort of energy, the ghost is gone. Like, it take, and it takes away the whole concept of, you know, well, now we have to, of storage. So now there's no storage issues. And then it's like, oh, you know, well, is that is it right or wrong to store ghosts if they were a person and blah, blah, blah. But just like they finally mentioned it in Ghostbusters number four, the newest issue uh, of 101. And I really want you guys to talk about it and debate about it because it's like, which one is it okay to just be dispelling the ghosts? I'm glad someone finally put them in their in their place. So, and I'd be really curious to see what happens. So please talk about that. I listen to you guys all the time. Uh, I really want to know what you think the deal is with that. Thanks so much. I'm actually on my way right now to Maine to see the um, Stephen King locations. So that's pretty cool. Anyways, have a good one, guys. Keep on busting. Awesome. Thanks uh, for calling in, Ken. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Ghostbusters 101, and this is... This is why we have been teasing uh, a cyclotron where we get you guys to participate. But um, spoiler alert, uh, I, I just haven't had time to arrange it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so Ken makes up some pretty good points here. You know that uh, he he wasn't quite fond of the way that Answer the Call dealt with trapping ghosts, uh, and so he's asked you and I to debate about this. Is it okay to dispatch with a ghost just by punching or shooting it? Um, to which I would first have to clarify that my interpretation of the Times Square fight was that they weren't completely eradicating the ghosts. They were just like wearing them out that they, except for the ones that they were throwing through the chipper. I guess that, that kind of nullifies my argument here, but I thought they were just basically, um, you know, pulling the energy. We know that the that ghosts are made of decaying, uh, like negative electrons. Uh, so whatever they're doing with their positron uh, colliders is is weakening the ghosts. It's wearing them out. Uh, you know, as they leave, they're walking past all of these pilgrims and whatever, all sort of still on the ground. They're still there. So that that was my interpretation of it. But obviously, in Ghostbusters 101, we learn quite the opposite, that they were uh, completely neutralizing these these ghosts. So, yeah, I don't I mean, it's kind of going back to our ghosted chat. Uh, you, you zap and you trap a ghost. That's Ghostbusters. Uh, you zap a ghost and you don't trap it. I don't know that that's Ghostbusters. Uh, I, I would agree. I can I can see. Ken's point of view here that why, why weren't they throwing out traps? Why weren't they trying to lure all of these ghosts uh, into some sort of container? Um, but you know, I, I know, I know, I know. It, <laughs> they, it's, they, not, it's not action. Well, that's, that's, that's the one thing that has to be looked at is that, and we've talked about this before on the action scale, Ghostbusters is kind of low. Uh, the amount of 
actual ghost busting they do is very uh, limited. Yeah. Or implied. Like, I mean, yeah, the montage has the montage, lots, but we yeah. never see it, right? But really, there's just the one trapping, right? Like, it's literally one trapping in the They first never try movie. to capture Gozer in a trap. Never, nope. And they're dealing, you know, uh, you know, one team, one ghost sort of things. Well, in this case, they wanted to up the action. You can debate whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. But in order to do that, yeah, like it's it's kind of like why in why in the a- action movies do the police, you know, why don't they book the the bad guys all the time? Yeah, because you can't stop the movie. Like, <laughs> the, why aren't they showing the paperwork? Because that slows things that down. Slows things right? down. Like, yeah, and that's what the trap amounts to. Is if you want to have these this big dust up in Times Square, great, but you you're not gonna you can't stop and trap all the way. I, now, in terms of the na- sorry, I turned into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sausage. They they uh, they hadn't really even figured out their own trap stuff barely. Like they right. built one and trapped one and let it go, and then basically, right about that time, yeah. everything went. That's nuts, when everything went right? down. Like, yeah. So when do you build it? Like even if you said, why didn't they build a bigger one? It's like why didn't they build? Multiple traps, little one, right? Like they they don't have more than one, do they? It just, it just wasn't there, and they hadn't really used them. Like it just, uh, to be honest, Mm. if they had done it, I would have sat there going, "Well, that was fast. Well done." Like, (laughs) I mean, you're already suspending the belief that Holtzman has created four iterations of uh, the Proton Pack. Yeah. Um. Well, three, I guess. Uh. I I say four because we watch them all get destroyed and then they magically have them uh, later. So, um, I and I think what they did is they said they you use the magic word neutronize. They looked at the first movie and said, "Well, yeah. okay, it's kind of there that you can." Well, which kind of falls into there's there's a, it's it's a little bit of a. <laughs> It, it kind of stinks that they they leaned on the first movie, and you and I have talked about how some of that stuff was ill-defined. You know, much as Dan Aykroyd knows all of this stuff inside and out, they didn't define a lot of their rules very clearly in the, the original film, uh, or, or even in the second film. I mean, I, to this day, I can't tell you what happened to Vigo. They spray him with positive slime. They shoot <laughs> the painting. He blows no. up. I don't understand. I <laughs> I, I don't know what happens there. He, there's yeah. so much positive energy that it sucks him back into the painting and then the painting explodes, but I'm not entirely sure what the scientific uh, yeah. procedure there was. I, I couldn't tell you. To be honest, answer the call is actually slightly tidier in that even though nobody outright said it, and there's an argument to be made here that I, I hate movies that spell things. If you had to spell it out, you probably didn't do it very well. That in the movie, yes, they... They present this idea of it's not trapping ghosts per se. It actually lifts a little bit from the, um, and I don't think they, I don't think they did this on purpose. But the role playing game has this this idea of the ecto presence, and you have to wear down the ecto presence before you have any hope of trapping a ghost. Yeah. They hadn't really gotten their trap game together, but the bringing the ghosts down to worn out or busted or temporarily dispersed that they had down pat and it all got tied up nicely in that all these ghosts were coming out of this rift event that got sealed up at the end of it all it vacuumed them back in and closed itself up ta-da so actually built all the buildings that were smashed so there you go (laughs) they did build a giant trap and trap all the ghosts (laughs) that's true in the end they did trap them in a in Giant another dimension. Other dimension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're nitpicking here. I think uh, it's not perfect, but I don't think it doesn't. I don't think it doesn't not work. I, English. I English is hard. Um, it's. Uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah, but then and, we've said I'm, you know, I'm fairly laid back about these things. So, but it also it's presented, and and Ken brings up that it's presented a really good opportunity for uh, IDW and Eric and and that crew to explore that. What are the ramifications of that? What is the first law of thermodynamics that, you know, you can't just make this mass disappear? Yeah. Where is it going? That it has to be displaced somewhere. So, they um, they actually laid it down. If you want to bust it that way, great. 
but it's gonna come back. It's gonna cost you, yeah. So, uh, so I I do like that as well, and and they do have the luxury, although only in six issues, which uh, kind of stinks. They have the luxury of time to kind of go into that stuff that you can't really get into in in a ninety minute movie. So, I don't know. I I'm okay. I was okay with it. Uh, yes, would I have loved to see them like swinging the traps around and throwing them in the air and uh, all the stuff that we see in the cartoons that. You know, essentially because Answer the Call was one big real Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah, oh, oh my God, I would have definitely loved to have seen that. But, um, you know, they were t- trying to get to the third act of the movie here and uh, give you a, 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 a visual feast for the eyes. Uh, and I think that's just what ended up happening. But um, I don't know. I, I, now I'm just really bugged about the Ghostbusters 2 thing, Chris. I, I, if anybody <laughs> out there can tell me what the hell happens to Vigo... He's he's weakening. Uh oh, he's out of the painting. Okay, and then they shoot him with the positive slime, which neutralizes yeah. his negative energy. They basically trapped him back in the painting and locked the door, and then he turned into the fettuccines. Well, that's what I mean. Like that that suggests that the painting has been altered. That there's no he's not getting he's back not out there, there anymore yeah so I, he's in limbo he's in the ghost dimension maybe we're just overthinking it that's all right although um, then the video game came along and he's back so how did that happen maybe the fettuccines melted away revealing vigo back underneath yeah but then grandpa reitman says no 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 the not video game canonical. is not canon yeah so. um all right eric i want to know <laughs> Next, next time we have you on the podcast, we're going to grill you. Uh, how do you explain this? What happened in Ghostbusters 2? Um, Gran- anyways. Grandpa, Grandpa Reitman sounds it's so mean, but I'm trying to... I want it to be more like saying, you know, Papa Hemingway or something like that. Like, I don't mean it to be mean. No, I'm just no. Trying to, I mean, it's... I'm yeah. literally trying to cement him as this... The, the 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 take no crap you know uh, uh, Godfather of he's Ghostbusters. The, well, that's I think you put it. He's the Godfather. He's yeah. uh, you come to him on the day of his daughter's wedding and you ask him what the hell happened in Ghostbusters two, and he's he's going to give you the answer that he wants to give you, which is it's a you movie. You, you, <laughs> like, you come here, you disrespect my script, <laughs> asking questions about Vigo. <laughs> Uh, the master of, of evil. Guys, Got the battle, it, it, my boys. That's not legal. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Anyways, moving Brando, on. Brando and uh, Bobby Brown. Oh, Bondo and oh, Brown. Oh, ba- ba- oh, Bond- Bondo Brown. Why did I just say that? I don't oh, know. Oh, I'm tired. Uh, we're really digressing I, here. I guess we're going to have to take control. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's late. Right. We're tired. It's late. We're tired. So we're going to end on this. Uh, we've got one more news item. Uh, the void is taking over the world, and yes. I will I will take any excuse to sing the praises of the <laughs> void uh, because of just how amazing the <laughs> Ghostbusters Dimension experience is. So um, uh, we we informed you a few weeks ago that they just had a sizable chunk of money uh, invested by Disney in their company which uh-huh. meant the world to them. They're going to be able to expand. They're going to do all of these fun centers. It's going to be great. To which we said, yeah, how long until this stuff shows up in Disneyland? And the answer is... One week. <laughs> yep, not very long. <laughs> so uh, they've announced that they've got a Star Wars experience. Really yeah. no surprise there. Uh, that's going to be at Disneyland and Disney World. Um, they've also been shortlisted for awards by their peers in virtual reality, which is... it's their. I mean... Yeah. If, if they ever go public, I got to invest in the void because those shares are going to be worth millions. Um, yeah, it's uh, there. Well, we talked about this before that VR is kind of at this takeoff point, but everybody's hoping it's in the home market. And as we've discussed, I got the equipment's got to drop in price before that yeah. happens. But yeah. uh, but these special entertainment points that the void's doing. Um, it's 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 light years beyond the sit in the rig and have, you know, pine mist 
sprayed on you like I remember, you know, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So oh, it smells like an air freshener. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they seem to have it dialed in and, and everybody is happily going for it. So yeah, the people that have been going to the rec room in, in Toronto, I, I hear everybody singing the praises of that experience. It seems like it's just as good, if not identical to the one that's uh, in New York City. Yeah. Um, so I again, what does this mean for Ghostbusters? Well, it does mean that if they open these rec room type centers where they're putting in the void experience, there's a good chance they're going to program it with Ghostbusters, which is great news for all of us that, uh, you know, either want to experience it again or have not experienced it for the first time. Uh, yeah. so, uh, you know, again, star Wars being super popular, they'll also have that now, but I would imagine that will be exclusive to Disneyland, uh, because they yeah. want to drive people there. So again, that's as, good news for us. Ghostbusters fans as, as a company, in order what they're ma- what they've made is a very high end service platform uh, and in order to make money off it that service platform now has to be everywhere now that disney is throwing all his money in there and is you know banking them to 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 up the um, the entertainment quotient at disneyland it's just it just means you know the, these entertainment you know these service platforms are going to pop up in towns yeah more towns faster than originally thought so which yeah so hopefully good good news for us as ghostbusters fans definitely yeah. good news for star wars fans as well but uh they get a uh, lot of good news lately so yeah a lot of good news yeah. i'm let's see we got well that's that's you know that's a good argument for a little under two years to make some more Ghostbusters content for a you know certain 2019 window. They got to do Ghostbusters Dimension 2 and it will explain what happened to Vigo at the end of the movie. You come here I'm not going to let it go. With the VR pack and the helmet on on the day of my daughter's (laughs) wedding. Sorry I don't know what I'm drifting into now. (laughs) I know yes I do. I'm at the moon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anybody who's watched the Mighty Boosh, I I went to the ghost the, the Ghostbusters. I liked it. I'm at the moon. Um. Anyways, it, I, it's late. I'm tired. It's, yeah, Please, for the love of God, really move tired. forward. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at four seven zero two four two four seven four two. That's four seven zero two G B H Q I C. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. That's the wackiest that's, episode yet. That, that, I call that my sad Wilhelm. <laughs> <laughs> my tired Wilhelm. Oh boy, well, <sighs> we're we're gonna let you get some sleep here, Chris. I know you've you've had a, a long week. Um, next week on the show, we have Jordan Monsell, the author yeah. of Ministers of Grace. Really looking forward to talking to him. That's gonna be really exciting. Um, but uh, you know, besides besides more Godfather. Uh, do, you, do you have any final thoughts for this week, Chris? Um, final thoughts? Uh, I don't know. Make friends with a Canadian ghost head today. Did you hear about the Dollarama? Oh, you don't have Dollarama, do No, we don't. No, but here's what it's Dollarama, but these things are $4, right? E- so it's not yeah. like a 99 cent only store where everything is 99 cents. It's like no. just sort of the big lots yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's more like Big Lots, uh, okay. which is, of course, who had the Ecto Cooler. So stateside, Big Lots, Ecto Cooler. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, uh, Canada side, Dollarama uh, has the, the, like a blowout on the Mattel, uh, the original four figures. They did the ones that have the Build a No Ghost right. logo, the glow and, in the dark logo. And do they have logo. the Russian text on them, like the Cyrillic no, text? Or, no, okay. they do not, which is mysterious. Like I said, that's part of the mystery is that somehow. This weird stock got dumped into Toys R Us across Canada with the Cyrillic text on it. And uh, people, have, huh. I think in the States, people said, I found it here too. 
Uh, this was a week ago, maybe. Literally the day I left town and was, you know, uh, kind of removed from my nor- normal stomping grounds, uh, the word went out that uh, Dollarama in Ontario, or they were people posted pictures, look what I found. And it was five or six complete sets. Oh, I, yeah, they had a ton of them. So wherever yeah. the stock came from, there was a, a whole warehouse and somewhere. Then, yes, it would have been. And then, and then every Dollarama ended up with them across Canada. Because mm. like uh, my friend Taylor here in, again, <laughs> being helpful my friends here were like look what's in dollarama here i'm like that's awesome i'm not there uh i'm someplace else uh i uh running some errands um in alberta i you know ran into calgary on a couple things and i hit the closest three i could find uh, most didn't have it and Nothing again there, it was a question huh? of is it still rolling out which was the case um, they weren't rolling into the stores all, uh, you know, the exact same day or anything like that. They just sort of got it and got it out when they could. I found uh, one full set, and I have the two with Cyrillic, and I managed to find the two to round out the set. They mm-hmm. didn't have the Cyrillic, but I meant I had two full sets. You got two which full is, sets, yeah. Which is great because it means I could, I want to pull one set open and. Uh, make the uh, the little desk standy of the no-ghost logo. That's, oh, I, I wonder, because those types of discount stores, it's usually regional, but it's really interesting that it was so widespread, so... Apparently, Canada is a region. Canada, well, yeah. Um, Dollarama is like the king of the dollar stores in Canada. It is, it is the Walmart of dollar stores. It is uh, all over the place, yeah, highly branded, highly franchised, uh, and their stock is universal all have the exact same stuff which means you know they're not kind of booking in locally or anything like that it is you know dollarama same distribution yeah they strike a deal and they get lots of it at a good price and they they throw it out there uh Hmm. and and you'll find them in the exact same part of the store you know right next to the you know because people are posting pictures and i'm like that's exactly what it looked like at all the stores i went to they were sitting right next to the always the same yeah, they did the same thing with uh, Lego Dimensions. Uh, none of the Ghostbusters stuff showed up, but uh, yeah, I, I I filled out my Ghostbusters Dimension uh, uh, character packs uh, quite a bit because they somehow struck a deal on the the, the remainders of f- like Lord of the Rings and the Lego Movie, like the you know, Simpsons several, several stuff. of the yeah. sets. Yeah, yeah. No, Interesting. you guys had the Simpsons stuff. Oh, you guys didn't get Simpsons. We got Simpsons. Exactly. I don't um, understand it. I don't yeah. understand the discount stores. But, but it was beautiful because I uh, drove. It was a family thing. I needed uh, wheels to haul some stuff back. So we drove uh, to Alberta. And on the way back, I'm driving through. Now, I didn't make a note. It might have been just outside Salmon Arm or on, just on the way into Kamloops. Something like that. But... Um, uh, the Trans-Canada Highway is, um, what am I talking to you about? You're America. you got freeways everywhere. <laughs> but you know, you know how it is sometimes the, the, the highways and the, the freeways and all that, maybe not the freeways, but highways, you know, they get big and multi-lane, but then they go on long enough that once you get outside of the city, they sometimes winnow down to... Yeah, it's like a two-lane blacktop. Two-lane blacktop. Yeah. And every once in a while, they tell you to slow down to, you know, 60 kilometers an hour, and there'll be uh, satellites in the middle of it. Like, the freeway has... Or not the freeway, but that's what I mean. It, it, the highway has a little bit of a stop in it. It's treated more as a road through town. Um, and that's what this was. The Trans-Canada yeah. Highway through the valley had winnowed itself down from the giant multi-lanes in and out of Calgary and all that and had turned into this you know four lane and there was a light and as I'm driving by and I'm like yeah Walmart wow they got some big stuff out here and literally right on the corner right at the intersection Dollarama and I'm like man a Dollarama gotta stop here guys no I was gonna keep going Uh my wife was like hey look a Dollarama and I'm like that's all the excuse I needed I was like I'm going in (laughs) and I'll tell you It was the Dollarama nobody knows about. Oh, it, it had was, everything. It hadn't been touched. Huh. The entire place was full. And that was the crying shame is I didn't have enough room for uh, oh, I would have bought them all. No. But uh, no, it doesn't matter. I bought I still bought two extra sets. So yeah. <laughs> Well there you I go. Think, make uh, make friends with a Canadian if you don't have those figures. Yeah. I think um 
uh, well, I got I got one extra set. I think maybe uh, I don't know. You and I should think of something clever, and we'll offer it up as a uh, prize. Oh, contest all right, prize. there you go. Yeah, let's do that. If I yeah. mean, if you're willing to part with them, let's uh, yeah, let's come up with something. And then the other set, I'm going to. Uh, um, I think I'll hold on to until the Christmas toy drive. I think. Yeah. I think a full set of four Ghostbusters. Oh, that's is a, a nice great. One to put in. Yeah. Yeah. Some. It's got to be a, a you know a young Ghosthead fan out there that uh, gets all four of the Busters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, let's do that. Let's put our heads together and figure out something like a contest. It, it can tide people over because the t-shirt, oh boy, the t-shirt's a debacle. Uh, but we it's won't not a debacle. That. We're, it's it's not. taking time. We're taking time to do it right. We're, we're taking the time to do it right. And that's the thing is, you know, we've we've explored a couple of options and then it's just not quite the right thing. And that's why it's we're not 100 percent so. happy. Yeah, it has to. It has to. You know, we don't want it to be an arm and a leg for you guys. It has to not be a giant pain in the butt logistically for us. And yeah, when we've looked around, and some are close, and yeah, and yeah. we want them to look good. And so, uh, so stay tuned on that front. Uh, maybe we can make amends with a, a contest or two. But uh, yeah, so uh, next week, Jordan, we we mentioned that uh, a little earlier, but uh, very excited to talk to him about his Shakespearean uh, parody of <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> Uh, Hark! So. <laughs> a Shakespeare parody, <laughs> forsooth. <laughs> oh man, that's. <laughs> I don't know. I can I just, have no... I'm I'm trying to think of all of the the headlines here that uh, all of the titles for that episode, but it'll probably just say Jordan <laughs> Monsell, author of Ministers of Grace. Anyway, so no, uh, no it'll say verily, ver- Jordan, yes, verily. Monsell, Jordan Monsell, author of. Yeah. Uh, All right, so until next week when we talk to Jordan, we'll see you on the other side, guys. (laughs) Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. You could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. They want you to love it. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.